Morning, Adam. How are you today? Doing all right, Jack. Yourself? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, my name's Jack Mancini, and you're listening to our podcast, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And I'm with my long-term partner here, partner in, in business coaching, Adam Sunhalter. We coach small businesses under the name, the company name of Maximum Value Partners. Uh, when I say small, we're talking companies that usually have sales under 2 million and 25 or less employees. There aren't a lot of people out there who do that coaching of that particular demographic uh, very well, we don't think, from what we've heard and what we've experienced. Anyway, we deal with small business owners on a regular basis. We have several clients. We've been doing this together for over 20 years. And there's not a whole lot that we haven't seen. And what we do is each week create a podcast with a different subject, uh, usually taken from the annals, the annals of our God, <laughs> well, hundreds, of, hundreds of coaching, hundreds of coaching gigs. Uh, that's right. Annals is one of my favorite words. Because we got pretty deep annals. We used to run a, a radio show for four years prior to this. So we got 500 and how many? What, in terms of episodes? Yeah. This is episode 321, Jack. Oh, 321. I said five. That's all right. Getting ahead of myself. You usually round up or down, right? It's all right. But still, 321 is <laughs> a lot. That's yeah, over, over six years of podcasts. That's right. So it's just about every subject you can think of that you can uh, tune in with varying degrees of uh, timing and enjoy it. We hope you do. And here's another one today. And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about controlling, controlling. People like to be in control. Not all people, but most people, given the opportunity, they they will be in control. But they don't have good experience in controlling in a position of controlling. You know, when you're controlling in a business, that means you're, you have some form, or you, you may not, but uh, you should have some form of systems that allow you to see reports and have meetings to control activity. Um, so you as the owner, how do you, how do you arrive at that? How do you arrive at getting control we have some ideas that we'll kind of talk about today. Well, what does that What does that mean? We hear that we hear that word control, and I guess um, we often hear business owners they they often get accused of being they use the term micromanager. I know it's one of your favorite words, micromanager, right? So, like, what are we managing little little people, right? Is that what that is? <laughs> micromanaging something is. like it, something like it. You know, and uh, if that's the case, we're again, you know. Uh, where they feel like the owner's always there looking at every little detail with the idea that, that they want to control things and it could be tough for the team, you know, for the team to feel confident and empowered to make day-to-day -day decisions versus they can just wait. They'll wait for you as the owner to kind of step in and decide what happens. And so it's kind of a, it can be a, an ongoing trouble because that desire to want to be in control, even though it's really a, a false sense, isn't it, Jack? I mean, what does it mean to be in control? At the end of the day, I guess the only thing that we can control is ourselves to a certain extent, right? We can That's control, right. Control our reactions to things. We control how we approach things. 
but I can't control you any more than you can control me. I can try to influence you. I can try to inspire you. But control, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a, a control is a tough word. That's a yeah. tough, it's not a, it's not a positive word looked at, you know, very, very well by especially subordinates. They don't like to be controlled. People don't like to be controlled. Very autocratic at uh, least the concept of it is. You know, I'm, I'm the boss and here's what we're going to do. You know, in a, in a business environment, I think, especially with small businesses, I don't think the, the discussions and examination of that word is done very often by small business owners. They own the company, so all rights and privileges come through them or to them for sure. And they may or may not grant a release of some of those. So, you know, you, you, like I just said, you know, you wait for the boss to give the directions and make the decisions. And what's, what seems to be going on in our society today is that we're trying to give way to have more involvement with, uh, with the company activities. And if you're a production company to, you know, have your two cents and put it in play. And how do you, how do you create that environment? You know, if you don't have any experience in it as a boss, you know, you were poked in the chest and told to get out there and do whatever. And, and uh, you know, you, you uh, are asking too many questions. And, you know, it's, it's got to be something nurtured from the top. And I don't think many small business owners get that exposure in whatever their previous work was. So they take an organization and they... Do their best. You know, I'm the boss. I should have the answers. And I mean, we've seen hundreds of companies. We've dealt with hundreds of companies and there's no two alike. That's for sure. They're all different. Well, we see this a lot. We see it not only in business, Jack, you, know, you see it often if you look at volunteer positions and you know who's in charge or who's in control. And, and you often see the folks running those organizations that you, know, you'd, you, know, you almost think to yourself, like, yeah, I Who'd be crazy enough to step into that role, right? Where that person's like making all the decisions and they're doing it. Like it's like they have to do everything, right? And that's where it can often fall short with the idea of again, where you and I guess there's there's times you can do many things, but that's going to limit the growth of you as well as your business from that standpoint, Jack. And so we talk often about and and one of the things we coach on is is leadership, and we always give a three word job description for the for the for the leader for the owner for the president and this is true you know whether again it's a for-profit non-profit if you're the one who's supposed to be in charge or, or leading the organization we say keep it simple keep three words and and control is one of those three words jack right but it doesn't start there it doesn't start there it starts with the p word right p word plan the right plan right you know and it starts with the plan and because again it's 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 getting your people involved right and so the, the control doesn't necessarily come from you doing everything and making all the decisions and, and having to drive things forward. It starts with kind of getting the people involved. And so we will often coach our clients to get fond of asking the three-word question, what's the plan? What's the plan, right? And that could be the plan for today, Jack, this week, some particular project, whatever it might be. If you ask, if you start with, if you start with questions, I mean, that's where it kind of comes down to, right? Versus your point of, you know, dictating stuff like, hey, go do this, right? Okay, well, start with 
a question versus a statement or or a command or or a directive. So, you know, what's the plan? And it's amazing if you start to do that and you think about it, well, most of your people, you, you know, if you've got eight, eight people who, who work for you, Jack, well, chances are <clears throat> when it comes to day-to-day things, those eight people are much more aware of all the little details that go into whatever they do day to, you know, day-to-day than, than you do, right? And so because of that, they're often better capable of putting together a plan of what needs to get done or how to make things work or how to make things succeed. Versus you coming from on high somewhere and kind of directing down to somebody. We're saying, hey, what's the plan? And so if you get that, you know, if you've you've never asked that question, you know, you you might get somebody kind of look at you like, am I being being punked here? You know, know, are you serious? Like you're you're asking, you're you're asking what the plan is. Well, I'm I'm so used to waiting for you, Jack, to kind of tell me what to do, right? So it's not going to be necessarily people will, will, will gravitate to it towards uh, uh, right away because, it's, again, it's, it's unusual from what they've been experiencing. But if you start to kind of do that with the idea of, look, part of your role as that leader or the person in charge is to help get the plans laid out. So if all of a sudden you're asking, hey, what's the plan? I kind of get, I have no clue, Jack. Okay, well, let's, let's figure out what, what the plan should be. Let's, let's work on it together, right? And so if we work on, again, whether it be a plan for today or the week or whatever it might be, Okay, well, we're, we're working on getting that plan kind of pulled together. And it's not just you as the owner doing this. It's, again, you're working with your people. So it starts with that piece. And, and we often, it's amazing how things start to work better if you just start to kind of do that. Because now all of a sudden, you aren't having to provide all the answers all the time. And that's one of those, those you know, whether it's stated or just felt pressures, of running the business, you know, ultimately the, the buck stops with you, right? Okay, well, but you don't have to make all the decisions because you have people. If you have people in your organization, again, you want to be able to kind of tap into them to help help them help you, so to speak, Jack. Sure, eyeballs more. The more eyeballs, the better, generally speaking. If it's a controlled environment, it, it, uh, the control you need comes from what Adam's saying. You know, it, it comes from you starting out with the plan. Not a fancy 40-page document uh, from, you know, an MBA and, and reading all kinds of books and taking all kinds of complicated turns. It's, it's relatively easy in the sense of the forms that, that would be required to have a good plan in terms of documentation. And that would be the basis for bringing people in and showing them the plan and showing where they fit in the plan, but making a conscious effort yourself to be able to do things that way. And you're going to be surprised, as Adam said, the the involvement and the excitement that some people, good people especially, will, will just love the environment change. There'll be others that don't. But what you do is get a separation of good and bad there. Uh, That's one big way to sort of determine who's going to be on board and who you can count on for getting more inputs. And it starts to move from an organization that has a lot of stress to one that's having a lot of fun. And you can change the people surprisingly by how they respond to the planning process and involvement. You want people who are looking forward and want to grow. They want to learn new skills. And coupled with your lack of experience, which is generally the case, and I say that from a standpoint that so many owners of small businesses that we have found, our clients especially, 
have not worked with big corporations. And, you know, both Adam and I have, we've, we've been successful with big corporations and we see the, the pluses and the minuses. And there are a lot of them, boy, especially the minuses. And, but they know how to make profit. And in today's enlightened society, uh, more and more uh, advice is, is popping up in different forms as to how to include your employees in the day-to-day -day operation of the company. And it's a good movement, I think, quite frankly. Uh, but it has its warts like any new movement. Right now, it's, I won't get into politics, but uh, it, uh, it's the way to go. Get people involved, teach them how to be business people, teach them about business, and let their natural abilities flourish under that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's talking about having having some fun, Jack. Right? So if you can if you can imagine or visualize, we often will use the the, the, the simple example of like the the baby birds in the nest, and here comes a mama bird back, and you know, all those little those little mouths you're trying to feed, right? And they're they're looking up for you for the, for that food. And that's often how it can feel as the owner. So picture going in that room full five year people, and instead of you coming in and barking orders and directives of what to do, you sit back and say, "Well, what do you think we should do?" And then you stay quiet, right? <coughs> Throw that question out there, Jack, and you stay quiet. And that's one of the things we often will coach people on too, in terms of the power of silence. And if you're silent for five seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, guess what? Somebody's going to speak up. Somebody's going to respond, right? Because all of a sudden that pressure. You can't and, stand it. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, there's that pressure that starts to build. And so part of part of the idea with starting to invite them in to kind of get you know figure out what the plan or you know asking that question, well, what do you think we should do? Is to invite them in and give them a sense of the stuff that you're wrestling with. And what's often the case, Jack, is you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at who answers, who has some ideas, right? Because out of those five people, you may have a sense of who you think is the best or you know should be uh, piping up, but that often isn't the case. It's often somebody else who's been, you know, just waiting to your point, waiting for these kind of questions to be asked. And so here they are stepping forward to be able to help out. And so you start to kind of do that just again, start to get them engaged a little bit, you know, and that's a, that's a big part of, of, you know, things we'll hear about in terms of, you know, people taking ownership of stuff. You know, what does that mean? Well, they don't want, they don't want people to take ownership of the company, but they don't take ownership of their duties and, and to make sure, you know, whether it be, you know, make sure you got happy customers or, you know, good employees or things, the things are just kind of taken care of, right? But picture that, you know, picture going in with your team and asking that question, you know, they're going to be, hey, what's wrong with the boss today, right? You're just coming in and kind of tell us what to do. And all of a sudden, oh, it'll take asking a while. Questions, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So this, is, this isn't one thing that you want to just try once. Again, the idea is to try to commit to it and say, look, I'm trying to get you guys involved. You know, I want your input. And it starts with the planning part of it, right? And so, the, the plan is where things usually start. And, and to your point, Jack, earlier, when we get involved with, with, with clients in the small business world, especially, we often don't see that. And we, for the first several years of our coaching practice, we avoided that P word, that plan word, because we weren't sure what people saw, right? Or, or kind of what came to mind. And it was often those very detailed corporate type things or something. Again, it was just, it was very, it was, it was a four letter word, right? It was one of those, those words you wanted to maybe, maybe avoid. And instead, we've come around to kind of embrace and say, look, this is where it's got to start. And it's, it's a great way to get, start to get your people involved and start to get some of the best answers for what's going to happen. So 
if we start with that, so again, remember the, the three words were plan, direct, and control, right? So control's in there, but it comes third, right? So the plan starts first. So picture we get that plan down, right? So it's a combination of you and your team are kind of have some ideas about what's going to happen. Okay, well, then part of your job is to start to direct the activity. And we'll often use the analogy of a, an orchestra conductor. All right, you're up there and you're, you're working on it. Hey, I need a little more from the horn section over here or more from the woodwinds over here or the percussion back there. And you're just trying to, you're trying to balance things off to make sure that we get the plan kind of pulled together and people are invited in and, and are helping out to make things start to kind of happen. And if you start to kind of do that, again, it comes back to people taking ownership because they've been, they've been involved and in not only helping to kind of form this plan, Jack, but they're getting involved helping to execute the plan as well. And what you often start to kind of notice is people start to kind of puff their chest out. They start to kind of, you see a sense of pride and interest. And you have discussions that you probably haven't had before as part of your company. And it starts to become a lot of fun because all of a sudden what was squarely on your, on your shoulders, Jack, is like all, you're the one having to make all these decisions. You're now having other people come with you to help share some of that burden. Yeah, that's how you that's how you change the culture of your company. That's how you do it. And you you would rather do it now before the government and its regulations all of a sudden start doing it. I, I see more and more of that. At least I sense it. You know, I was reading today about uh, somebody from not the HR department, from the diversity inclusionary. There's a third one, department. So what in the world is that department going to be doing when it pays a visit on wherever it pays a visit to? Oh, you're about diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI? Yes, yes, that's it. What is it? What do we, uh, diversity, D equity, and inclusion, DEI. DEI, okay. Yes. Yeah, so all of a sudden, uh, 10 years from now, we have uh, another federal department that has 180,000 people coming out and paying you a visit to uh, take time to put in programs that are going to be questionable at best versus you take the bull by the horns and you're going to make inclusionary uh, activity. You're going to show how to plan. You're going to, you're going to make your company better by getting more outside exposure, but you're going to control it to use that word. You'll control the flow of it. And chances are, you know, if it's going to come natural like that to, to people, once you get them over the, the, uh, the humps in the road, it, you're going to have a brand new organization from an attitude standpoint. That's the potential you have. You can get innovative. You can do a lot of stuff with, with a good group of people. Well, the control piece we, we, we talk about, and it usually comes in a couple of forms, Jack, right? And again, come back to some bad words, not necessarily four-letter words, but uh, one is meetings, right? Meetings are, that's a what? Eight-letter word. That's a double four. That's double trouble, right? It's got eight instead of four. But meetings often get a bad name, but having regular meetings, right? And so meetings and, and reports. And, you know, when we talk about meetings, you know, again, the idea is we're having meetings about what's going on. Hey, what's the status of our plan? How are we, how are we progressing along? But it's, again, it's not a monologue where your team's coming to listen to you talk. Now you have things to say, but again, your team that's there is have things to report on and kind of figure out as well. So 
the control part coming through, they have those regular set meetings, whether they be daily touches, weekly touches, monthly touches, whatever they might be, but having those things down where there's a place for everything that goes on in your business. And then having reports to look at, people will uh, often talk about kind of KPIs, right? Uh, those key performance indicators. And so what are, you, what are you looking at? What are you measuring? What are you keeping track of? And what do you look at in the morning to, to, to know how you're doing? You know, and, uh, you know, we had a lot of folks, uh, one of the first things that they do every morning, Jack, is they log on to their bank account and see what's in the bank, right? Okay. Right. Is that right <laughs> or wrong, good or bad? I don't know. It is what it is. That's, that's one of the things people are, are, are looking at to kind of see and, and gain comfort about what's kind of going on. But there, there are different reports you can look at. You know, we're very big with, if you're a long-term listener, you, you know, or we're, we're big with financial reports. So looking at your profit loss statements, your balance sheets, and seeing how things are kind of going and doing that at least on a monthly basis to see what's going on. But if you're, if you're doing that, if you're having those kind of regular meetings, you're having those reports you're looking at, that's where that control comes from, Jack, because you, you, you're really being informed. That's a big part of this, right? You know, the, the idea is you're never going to know everything. You're never going to be right all the time, you know? So how do I feel or get comfortable with the idea of me kind of being in control of what's going on? And so we always come back to, again, that those three words of plan, direct control, and the control part is those, you know, regular meetings and reports that are being reviewed and looked at. So you're informed what's going on. And so as, as you're making, as you and your team are making decisions, you're all, you know, at least as informed as you can be. And that then helps you feel better about having some control because at the end of the day, we aren't really in control, Jack. Again, we can't control what our customers do. We can't control what the outside world does and regulations that happen, right? So as a small business, you're often having to respond to and react to what happens in the outside world. So if there's new regulation that comes on board, okay, well, you can't necessarily fight it. You have to just, you have to start to adjust to it. You know, when the, when a pandemic hits, right? You aren't in control of stuff. You're having to react to what's kind of going on. And so you're never really in control from that standpoint, Jack. So that's what we want to kind of address this whole feeling and this desire. Maybe maybe often owners feel like, like they're a failure because they, they aren't in control. Well, we want to kind of give you some sense in terms of what is that, what should that look like and how do you kind of get there to where you're going to be feeling better about it and also being more informed about what's kind of going on. That's where that's what that's where it comes down to, to, to give you that sense. And so when you're doing that, you aren't, you know, to, to go back to our, to, our, to our opening here, you aren't going to be viewed as that kind of micromanager where you're coming in and you're, you're second guessing everything and, and having all the answers or, 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 you know, it's getting people involved, getting your team involved with stuff. That's where it becomes a lot of fun. And if you've never experienced it, you know, maybe you, you think back to organizations you've been part of before where you maybe you've experienced it, not as a leader, but you've experienced it as one of those people who are part of the organization. And, if, you know, usually most of us have experienced it in some form or fashion, again, whether it be in business or a personal life or a volunteer time, you've seen some good stuff happening. You may just not recognize wh why you feel that way, but often if you think about it, chances are that person who was leading it was following this kind of plan, direct control model that, that we laid out for you today in terms of how to kind of do mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's easy. It, it's easy, yeah. But simple, yeah, control simple. to control has a lot of, lot of it, it. It has meaning, that's for sure. And the meaning isn't always the best. But if you're doing it in the right spirit, it certainly is. And that's how you really, you know, make your organization better, more modern, more in touch, more inclusive. Do it your way. Like Frank Sinatra, whoever, whoever remembers Frank Sinatra. Do it his way. 
that's it. And yeah, it becomes it's a, it becomes fun. You know, you, you feel better. You feel like you're more in control, right? From that standpoint, and um, that's part of what you want to be able to do. You want to have that, and it's not like again, you you, you want to just let chaos reign. It's not what we're talking about. So we're talking about ways <laughs> to kind of get it to where it's not all on you. And again, from a long term success to your company, that's why why we often will see uh, companies not growing. It's because the people are not being engaged or they don't have this the right people there. They have people who are just waiting for those orders or the, the, those directives versus the folks that want to, you know, participate in these things and help out, you know, and there's a, there's a balance for it. So, you know, you, you were saying before that it was easy. I, you know, again, I wouldn't say it's easy. I'd say it's simple. It's a simple framework to use. It's not easy because again, you're dealing with people, Jack, and they aren't going to necessarily just roll over. Okay. All right, Jack, we'll give you all the answers. No, again, it's, you know, if it's a change in the way you're doing things, it's going to take a little effort and it's going to, you may hit some roadblocks or stump, you know, stub your toe along the way. It's okay. Keep working towards it. And again, you, you know, if, if, if you try this for, for a short time, I guess you'll see some pretty good results from it. And again, as we said before, you'll be surprised at who steps up and who steps back. We've done this hundreds of times. I don't know if we could say thousands, hundreds for sure. Right. Uh, help make organizations a little more modern. Let the owner see a world that uh, she hasn't seen before. And running a company in ways that, you know, she couldn't imagine. All good. So a good coaching session would probably help. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so that's a that's a little bit about control. We want to kind of put that out there, as you know, it's a common it's a common topic, a common challenge. And so, if you like what you heard today, as we said at the outset, this is episode three hundred and twenty-one. We've got three hundred twenty other episodes that are that are like this in terms of they they stand the test of time. They're they, you know they are uh, kind of geared towards common challenges that we see in small business versus things that are just happening today in the world. <laughs> and um, so, if you want to catch our prior episodes, you can get them all at our website. 30 secrets of small business.com. If you go on, there's an episodes button you can click on and, and search. You see a search bar there. You can put in whatever question you've got or topic you have, and it'll feedback for whatever shows cover that particular topic or question. If you're not finding an answer to, to your question, you can email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call 849 877 0670. And we'll be able to answer the question for you directly. Or we can create a show like, like we did today to be able to answer the question. Because chances are, if you have the question, other folks do as well. And so it's a matter of just kind of raising your hand and be able to kind of ask that question. If better yet, if you have a smart device, you can go to any one of your favorite podcast players, whether it be Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. And if you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, you can subscribe to the show. And we usually drop a new show every Thursday morning. It'll be delivered right to your smart device for your listening pleasure. And if you like what you hear, we'd love you to leave us a, a five-star review. That's always fantastic. We appreciate that and appreciate the feedback. So that's what we got for you for today. We appreciate you all listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye.